one golden September evening. Dolly Clare and her friend Emily Davis set out on a walk at the edge of Hundred Acre Field, which lay behind the hawthorn hedge of their cottage home. It was a leisurely progress, more of a potter than a true walk. There were frequent stops to admire the scarlet rose hips in the hedge, or to pick a spray of late honeysuckle, or simply to stand eyes shaded against the declining sun's dazzle to gaze across the great field to the hazy blue of the downs beyond. But then both ladies were in their eighties, slight and silver-haired, and the track was rough going even for the young and sure-footed. Besides, why hurry? Their time after years of teaching in village schools near Caxley was their own and had been ever since retirement some twenty years earlier. Their days were as serene and cloudless as the evening air which they were now enjoying. The clock, once their stern taskmaster, had no power over them now. The two had met at Beech Green Village School when Emily Davis was seven and Dolly Clare, then a timid newcomer, was six years old. You can sit by Emily the teacher had said to the bewildered Dolly. Emily Davis will look after you. The dark little girl had shifted along the desk seat obligingly and given Dolly a wide smile, made more endearing by the gap left by the loss of her two front teeth. From that moment they had been friends, and Dolly grew to love Emily even more than she did her own older sister, Ada. The little house which Emily shared with her six brothers and sisters, became a second home to young Dolly. Somehow there was always room for one more child to tumble about in the crowded living room at the Davises' cottage. The two little girls had shared their schooling at Beech Green School and later had travelled almost three miles together each morning to attend Fairacre School in the next village. They knew every foot of the road intimately. They knew where a robin had his nest, where white violets were hidden, where there were blackberries to quench a child's thirst and the first primroses to carry proudly home. Their love of nature's treasures was doubly deep because it was shared. It was to be a never-failing source of happiness to them throughout their lives. They both became pupil teachers, attending evening classes at Caxley, the local market town, and trying out their skills with the younger children at Fairacre.